KAMU recently moved from a very old building on campus to a very new building, and a lot of perks have come with that. We have plenty of natural sunlight that shines in. There is a ton of student activity with all the classrooms here. And I know this doesn't sound like a big deal, but we have a lot of recycle bins and even water bottle friendly water fountains. And you know what? That's a really big deal. And it's a convenience here in the workplace. My hunch is that those elements were driven by the work of the staff and the students who represent Texas A&M's Office of Sustainability. And we're going to learn all kinds of sustainability related things from today's guest. Welcome to Brazos Matters. I'm Jay Sokol, and I get to visit today with Ben Kalshur, Sustainability Manager for Texas A&M's Office of Sustainability. Ben, welcome to Brazos Matters. Thank you, Jay. Happy to be here. Good. Okay, so hard questions first. What is your origin story, and how did life lead you to Texas A&M and to this position? Oh, thank you for that question, Jay. So I was born and raised in Wisconsin. I got a master's degree in sociology, and I was looking for a PhD program in sociology. And there was a professor here that I was looking to work with. Uh, so I applied, and you know I was fortunate. I was on the wait list for a little minute, and I got in. Um, so I came down here, and I was here to get my PhD in sociology. And I'm you know down here in Texas, uh, from out of state. So I really need a graduate assistant job so I can get in-state tuition. So an opportunity comes through the email for the Office of Sustainability graduate assistant job back in uh, 2010, and I was like, sustainability? That looks really interesting. You know, I had a background in social issues. I had a lot of personal passion for environmental issues, and I had actually been looking to combine the two. And I didn't realize that I could really do that in sustainability. It was kind of a newer field at the time. Yeah. So I applied for the job and, you know, there was a pretty strong competition for it. And I got really lucky and I got that job and it was just something I really, really enjoyed. Um, and I ended up switching my major and I got a, a different uh, program, a master's of water management, and hydrological science, because I wanted to have that environmental background with my social, my social background. Right. And I ended up, you know, eventually getting hired full time in the office back in 2013. Um, so I've, I've been here ever since. What were some of the things that sparked the passion? Because clearly, if you ended up pivoting in that way academically, like what was it? What were the moments that you were like, okay, I think I found it? Um, I think for me, I've always envisioned myself working at a university. You know, I was thinking I was going to be a professor in sociology. But when I started working in the Office of Sustainability, I started to see like how I could combine my sociology, my love of sociology, like what's happening with people, how do we make the world a better place for the people living in it? Yeah. And then my personal passion, I mean, that's really from my mom, why I care about the environment. I mean, since I was a little kid, she's taken me out in nature, taking me out on hikes along the river back in Wisconsin, you know, all those kind of things. Um, in Wisconsin, we have four seasons, so we're outside a lot, and there's lots of, there's a lot of differences. You know, we have the spring, we have summer, fall, and winter, and they're all like different unique ways you can experience the outdoors. You're bragging right now. You have understand that four seasons uh, yeah a little bit a little bit you know i'm sorry to sorry to rub that in <laughs> well tell me more about uh how your mom instilled this in you because because that was not something that i grew up with yeah. so what did that look like in in your household growing up I mean, I think it's just really like um, my mom and her family, they've always been like big with being outdoors, yeah. um, you know, like this very like hardy people. They're going to like garden. They're going to hunt for their own food and things like that. Not that I myself am much of a hunter, right. um, but that's like my family, like we're kind of like my mom grew up with that kind of mentality. Um, so she just carried that on. You know, she always wants to be outside walking. That's like probably the first thing she does in the morning. Yeah. And it's like in, in Wisconsin, um, when it's not cold, because it does get so cold, it's like I think maybe we appreciate when it's like nice outside. So we'll get out there and, and go on a lot of walks and hikes and things like that. Yeah. Um, so I think that is like for me, like why, you know, like 
the environment matters to me. Like it just being outside fills you up, you know, in, in ways that um, other things can't. Like it just makes you feel better about the world, about yourself, like that sunlight, like your place in the world kind of thing. For me, like just a strong breeze is really powerful. Just experiencing that moment, just living in that moment. So how do you preserve that? How do you protect that? Because right. I want other people to experience it as well. Right. So I think for me, like those passions, because I really care about people and I like what's going on with the world um, socially. Um, but also like I want everyone to be able to experience like what I've been able to experience. So what does sustainability look like on campus when you got here? You said in 2010? 2010. Yeah, what did that look like? So our office had just opened in 2008. Um, I was the first other, like the first student that was hired in the office outside of uh, my, my boss, Kelly Wellman. She's the director of the office. She actually started it. And at that point, she was really just kind of like getting the foundation um, of what it was going to look like on campus. She had worked on our first sustainability master plan and we had started moving into a, a way to assess our performance on campus. It's a program called STARS, the Sustainability Tracking Assessment and Rating System. Okay. There's a parent organization, ASHI. It's the Association for the Advancement of Sustainability in Higher Education. They've created the, this tool that basically is a blueprint for how your campus can be as sustainable as possible. Um, so those were kind of the two foundational elements to kind of get the conversation going. And uh, you know, you mentioned recycling and recycling is, um, probably the way that most people first think about and get into sustainability. Yeah. It's not the most important part of sustainability, but it is a very important entry point. And so I think for our office, Kelly worked really hard to get recycling bins visible on campus. So those bins you see out, 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 outside on campus, whenever you walk around, there's a lot of that, the same label. You actually can see it in your office here in Camu. Yes. Um, but that, those were kind of the starting point. And we've can kind of continued to use like kind of branding and trying to standardize them and put them everywhere on campus. And that's kind of a very visible way that people can, can see that we're starting to take sustainability seriously. And I, I know that you had to have buy-in from the very top of the organization, very top of the university for, for academic units and other support functions to, to buy in and abide by certain standards. Um, that could not have been easy to do, but you mentioned this stars, um, standard that I guess allows you to see how you measure up against other universities across the country. Um, can you talk about A&M's uh, movement in the right direction, in your opinion, on, on sustainability since you got here? Yeah, I would yeah. be happy to. Yeah. So um, it definitely takes the whole university to make sustainability possible. You know, our office is very, very small and we, we aren't actually able to, you know, go out there and collect the recycling. We're not able to go out there and install solar panels and things like that. Right. Um, so we have to rely on partnerships and the people like working on campuses. So there's so many departments that we work with. You know, one of the biggest is utilities and energy services. They actually are running all of our recycling operations. They're doing all of our energy. We, we actually have our own power plant and produce you know, a lot of our own energy. We have our own water wells. Um, so all these departments are really important in transportation services. Um, and there's so many to list and I don't have time to you know, go through all of them on the radio show, but there's yeah. also academic partnerships as well. Yeah. And so relationships ends up probably being the most important thing for sustainability. Like how do you make campus more sustainable? It's through relationships and partnerships. Yeah. And then that tool stars is like the, the language, right? So what we, what we did with that is first, I actually met with over 30 different like stakeholders from different departments on campus. And I explained to them like, you know, this is what sustainability is. This is the system we're being rated on. Here's a series of like credits. This is how you can be sustainable in your certain area in your certain department. Like, how are we doing? So we just like an assessment. It was like just kind of getting like a report card. Right. And I think the thing about sustainability 
you don't have to be perfect. In, in fact, it's impossible to be perfect. Sure. So it's like, how can you just start doing some, one thing better, you know, one thing better at a time, just kind of being plus one in terms of how, can you be more sustainable than you were the day before? Um, so that's kind of like kind of the starting point. And it's like, so it's kind of like the check boxes on stars. We can, there's certain things we're already doing that we're going to get credit for. Yeah. And you may not even realize their sustainability, but they are. So we'll get credit for it and let's celebrate those. And then let's learn what are more things we can do in the future. So we just kind of started really slow. We filed our first report. We let, we actually did something unique. A lot of times people in my position, like, ask for the information from that person and then we actually fill it in okay. um, but we had them go into the, the system and add their name to it and put the information in themselves we really felt that, that created a lot more buy-in sure and they had you know like more say so on what was happening um, and then it was very transparent that way as well um, so we started off with our first score and stars rates you as either bronze silver gold or platinum and at the time, most of the schools we compare ourselves with, you know, like UT, um, they were silver. Other schools were silver as well. Okay. So we were like, okay, we're going to file a first report. We started that when I got hired in 2010, and we ended up filing it in 2012. And our goal was silver. And we did hit that silver threshold. Like, just at the end, we were able to figure out some more credit there, and we got silver. So we were really happy about it. Sure. Um, and the thing about STARS is it's a lot of work. It, it's very time-consuming. It took about a year and a half to get that first report off the ground. And when you're done with it, you're just like, you don't want to think about it again, quite honestly. <laughs> right. And it's, it's the ratings good for every three years. So in the next three years, we really weren't thinking a lot about stars. We were building our, our office. We were building all of our programs for campus. It was, it was really fun at that point. Cause someone, you do your first assessment, you can kind of see where you are. You see some of the holes and then you're like, how do I fill these holes? Yeah. What are some things that we can do this low hanging fruit to continue to add on to our, you know, to our program. So that was really what we were doing. Um, and then suddenly stars is due again. It's about, tw it's getting close to 2015 and Kelly and I are like, Oh, stars is due again. And we haven't really even looked at it or thought about it. Uh, so, you know, we got it out there to our stakeholders again and they filled it all out and our score went up. Um, but we realized we didn't do anything like strategically to manage like our performance. We just got better, you know, because we were working on building our program and other people have been involved more in sustainability on campus. Yeah. And then the way that they rated us also changed. So we actually got some more credit for things we were already doing than from the first report. So for us, that was actually a wake up call because we could just be happy with our performance. Oh, we did better. But we wanted to really think strategically and like look at it. Um, and we thought we're not doing a good job managing this and we could do a better job getting this in front of our stakeholders. So we just decided that we were going to, um, get all of our stakeholders together in one room and also invite like their supervisors as well. Um, so we wanted people to see that there was all of us where this is a, all entire campus was working together on this project. It's not just our office trying to tell you guys what to do. I'm not just bothering you. I'm bothering all of these people on campus. I'm trying <laughs> right. to get, you're not special. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to get information from all of you guys. And then your, your supervisors are here. So let's try to create some buying, but let's really celebrate you guys to make sure you know how much we appreciate you. Thank you for this. We fed everyone a nice, sustainable breakfast. Um, and that started, that was in uh, 2015. We did that. Right. And we told them we have a goal for you. Our goal is in 2018, we want to be stars gold. Um, and one of the things we use as motivation was showing our performance with our peers. And I'm, my timeline's a little hazy, but we were right below UT, right? And that was something that people did not like at the time. That cannot stand. And they cannot stand. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's a little, it's not as powerful lately because the football hasn't happened, sure. but it's about to happen again. So, you know, that's something that's very important. Those, those competition little, little uh, levers that people get really, you know, influenced by and they care a lot about. Passion right. is very important for sustainability. That's good. So I think that was pretty motivational as well. 
um, and and just like staying in front of them. Because now that I think about it, I think we were below them at first, and then we went above them. And our like our, our when we filed and went on our second report, yeah. So we were right above them, but we wanted to make sure we continue to to continue to go you know further than them. Like but anyways, that. we told our stakeholders we want to be gold by 2018, and we made a change. We're not going to do this every three years. We're going to file this report every year. Oof. We know that's a bit of an ask, but once we get kind of into the flow of it, it's like you're updating things more so than having to start from scratch. So right. it's not that, um, I guess, much of a burden. But the main idea was let's keep it on people's like minds in the forefront of their minds, because that way we can't necessarily have you know meetings all the time with all 30 departments. We can't have eyes on all these departments at all times. But if we do this every year, we have more frequent check-in points. We're keeping these ideas front and center and yeah. continuing to ask them to continue to improve. So really focusing on continuous improvement, not just checking a box. Yeah. So we get back together. It's 2016. We have our next breakfast and we reveal our score and we are gold in 2016. You know, we went from silver to gold in just one year. Wow. And that was really because I think of that active management. We set that goal. We challenged people. And then we ourselves were looking more at like what we were doing at the university. What are things that we could improve on? Or what are things we're already doing that we just weren't able to capture? Right. Uh, honestly, a big part of the challenge is this university is so massive. And it's just, you know, me and some students trying to compile this whole report and working with all these different moving parts to get the data. So there's things you might miss as well. Sure. So if you just tuned in, I'm Jay Sokol. You're listening to Brazos Matters. My guest is Ben Kalshur, Sustainability Manager for Texas A&M's Office of Sustainability. Talk to me about mindset on a campus because um, my experience is more than 20 years working for City of Bryan or City of College Station. So I, I got to work for a while with Kelly Wellman. I got to work uh, for a while with your friend Jennifer Nations uh, over at the City of College Station. And sustainability efforts, recycling efforts, and so forth, weren't profit centers. Those things didn't make money, they cost money, but they were the right things to do. But there, I think, was a real effort to convince decision makers, elected officials, city managers, uh, CFOs, and that sort of thing, that it is the right thing to do. Not everything makes money. Let's invest and, and do the right thing for our, peop- for our citizens and for our community. Is the mindset similar on on a campus like this to where you have to say you have to show, hey, we could do this It's the right thing to do. It's going to cost some money. It may not break even on on this, but um, we need we need to move forward on it. I mean, what's the mindset in that regard? Um, I mean, I think we could always use more funding. We could always use more money, you know, for sustainability initiatives, you know, I think on campus. Um, And I, I, I do think there is a lot of consideration for economic, you know, like we make decisions, I think a lot of times for the economic reasons. Yeah. And I, I would, I, th- I would like to see us use more like, like this uh, social environmental reasons and maybe value those a little bit higher Yeah. because I think we often like we see the cost of something and we only are seeing that like initial cost and we don't not often think long term sure. or also like what are the other are valuable things that could be happening if we invest you know in this way because sometimes like that initial sustainability investment is more expensive right maybe you're making your but it might make your building sturdier or something like that. So then your building's going to last longer. Or yeah. when we have the inevitable climate change weather event right. that we're continuing to see more and more and more frequently in our world, if we invest money up front, 
then we can have more resiliency and that's actually going to save us money in the long run. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of like a different way to like look at our economics in terms of more of a, the, the cost of like owning the, you know, the cost of life, that whole idea. Um, but also just the, the concept of resiliency. Um, so I, I do think that we, we do focus so much on economics and sometimes that is problematic, but it, it, it's difficult. You know, I get it. There's only so much money to go around. There's right. only so many things you can, you can fund. Right. Um, and it can be hard to like convince people that this upfront cost is going to be beneficial in the long run. Yeah. Let's do a, a hard pivot because I know October is a special month for you guys, right? Yes. Uh, campus sustainability sustainability month is is what october is all october i know how you guys are you you have probably uh, stuffed it full of events and opportunities so talk to me a little bit about the the highlights for october for you guys thank you for bringing that up jay yeah. um, so october is campus sustainability month for us it kicks off on october 2nd this year it goes all the way through october 31st and it's just really a way to try to bring awareness to sustainability on campus to get people more involved in the conversation um, but also to really just have a good time and celebrate sustainability and celebrate all of the people that are engaged and follow us on social media and come to our events and participate with our office. Which, by the way, you guys have a great social presence. Thank you very much. Yeah. That's something that we definitely work really hard on. That's yeah. a collaboration between myself and our students, um, you know, and everyone in our office actually kind of has a hand in all, all of those little posts you see. Yeah. Um, but it, it is quite quite an effort. So we'll have a lot of opportunities for our followers to actually um, engage. But the main thing is we're going to have some really cool prizes. Um, there's a whole list of opportunities that people can choose from. If they go to uh, TexAg um, backslash CSM prizes, they can see all of the information about um, the event, all the ways that they can participate and get involved in what some of those prizes would be. But just for example, um, the grand prize winner could have a Nintendo Switch. Um, they could get a really nice Yeti cooler. Uh, they could get themselves a GoPro. That's usually the one that people pick out. Yeah. Um, so there's things like that. And there's smaller prizes as well. Um, so that, you know, that's just a way to kind of incentivize people to try to get involved, motivate them. Hopefully, you just you know you really care about sustainability and you want to just get some cool knowledge and have fun. But we know that prizes are motivational. Um, so the ways that you can participate virtually, there's lots of different um, options on our social media. Mainly, it's just like following us, interacting with us. If you like like our stories and share them, you can actually get entries into the drawing. Um, so it's really simple ways. And if you comment, then you can get entries. And something that's kind of fun and new this year, if you take a photo or a video of yourself doing something sustainable, you will gain five entries into the drawing every time you do that. I'm not going to lie. I have done some of this stuff in order to enter your giveaways because they're great giveaways. So we, hopefully you will continue yeah. you know, to do that. So that's some of the stuff there. But you don't have to you know, do anything on social media. You can also come to do some stuff in person. We have Campus Sustainability Day. That's going to be October 18th from 10 to 1 in Rudder Plaza. It'll just be a fun event. All these different departments we work with. We'll have really cool learning, interactive learning activities. We'll give away a really nice t-shirt for people if they want to show up. Plus you can collect code words for more entries into the drawing. Um, and then one really simple way people can just get involved on campus, we have something called the Aggie Sustainability Alliance. It's an online checklist. It's for students, it's for faculty, it's for staff. And it's basically just like, as an individual, we can all, all make a difference. I mentioned earlier about being plus one, yeah. kind of like plus one on your sustainability ledger. Yeah. It's not a competition. You know, everyone's in a different spot in their lives. So everyone has different opportunities. So it's like, what can you do as an individual? And this is just an online checklist. So it gives you some options. And all you got to do is commit to just one action in each section. And then you are now a part of our Aggie Sustainability Alliance that will also gain you some entries into the drawing. You can take that further and you could certify your entire office or a student organization. You could certify your event and all of those that also get you entries into the drawing. 
Um, you could uh, certify your dorm through the green dorm certification. You can bring compost to the Howdy Farm. Um, so those are a lot of the different ways you can gain entry into the to the events. Oh, that sounds excellent. Um, I think KAMU is going to be there with you guys for Campus Sustainability Day at Rudder Plaza. That, that's the reason to come out right there. KAMU <laughs> yeah, is going to right. be there. Meet our staff. We'll be out there uh, in support of you guys. Um, what else? Oh, I know what I wanted to ask you. Uh, I know that you guys uh, every year have some opportunities for major and micro grants, uh, I think, available through your Aggie Green Fund. Tell me about that. Yeah. Uh, so the Aggie Green Fund, those recycling bins that you mentioned, those water bottle filling stations, a lot of those seed projects actually started with the Aggie Green Fund. And that was something that students actually created. They voted. They had a whole referendum to ha- create an Aggie Green Fund. So this is some student fees that are earmarked for sustainability improvements on campus. And our office does not decide how the money is spent. Actually, students get to decide how that money is spent. There's a board of students and some faculty and staff and some major- majority students. So they decide. So it's student money and they get to decide what projects are funded. But anyone, faculty, staff or student can apply for this money. And there's micro grants where you could get up to $3,500. And those actually are open right now. And they close on March 1st um, or until all the funds are claimed. And then major grants are for larger projects. So if you wanted to install some recycling bins, that would probably be more of like a major grant project. Uh, One water bottle filling station would probably be more like a micro grant project. Um, But the larger major grants, they actually open on October 2nd, the same day as Campus Sustainability Month. Okay. And then it's a first, it's an abstract. And that, that abstract is due on um, November 3rd. Okay, so where do we go online to learn about it and get all the tools to start uh, submitting some applications? Greenfund.tamu.edu. That's easy enough. Yes. That's easy enough. Um, if Okay, so if, if you were king for a day and funding was no problem, was no object... What are some sustainability initiatives that you believe A&M could really benefit from? Um, I'm going to say one first. That's probably people probably haven't really, don't really think about it. If you gave me maybe king for the day and yeah. I had all this funding, I would really want to think about how can I bring more people to campus that don't have the same opportunity to come to campus. So is there different scholarship opportunities and just have more social sustainability here? So that'd be one thing I would love to, you know, and that's probably a little bit a little bit out of left field for people. But then the other thing is really about like renewable energy. Mm-hmm. I think renewable energy is really, really important because the environment is something that impacts everyone, no matter who you are. Um, so it's something that we have to work on. And I would love to see more renewable energy, like visibly, physically on campus. So how do we fund more of those kind of projects? How do we upgrade some building roofs? Could we get some solar, you know, cover parking? And it's not just, you know, solar, it's like wind. We have a lot of wind areas on campus where we can maybe harness some wind. Yeah. Um, and people may not realize this, but we we have actually bought into an offsite solar uh, farm up in northern Texas through, um, you know, our, our partnership with uh, BTU. And it produces up to 20, um, 20, 25% of our electricity needs. Oh, wow. Um, how, you know, but it's off-site. So off-site, out of mind, people don't really even think about it or know we're doing it. And it's really important as a university, as large as ours, with our footprint, our visibility, how, like, so people know that we're doing this stuff. So I would like to be louder, you know, probably about all of that cool stuff we're doing. Sure. But I would love to see it on campus. So you talked about how your team is small but mighty and I know you leverage students to help you do what you need to do and I think I get the sense you have a lot of students who participate in various ways 
what is a typical student like who comes to you and they're locked in, they believe in what you believe in and, and they're ready to help in any way possible. What, what does that typical student look like? Um, they could look like anything, you know, any major, um, it doesn't matter like where you are at in your life. You could be involved in sustainability. You could be, you know, involved in our internship program. Um, so we, for all undergraduate students, we offer a sustainability internship program and, you know, they are really the heartbeat of our office. You know, they really truly are like this university is here for students. That's like our whole purpose, you know, so how, so that's really what our program is about is bringing students together from different majors on campus and like really like forming really, really strong bonds with one another, but then like really focusing in on caring about what we're, what we're doing because all of the, the students that come work with us, they do care about making the world a better place. I think that's the one thing that is kind of a necessary for working in sustainability. You have to care about people and you have to care about making the world a better place. Yeah. And I don't, there's lots of, lots of different ways to do that. It's not just through the environment. So we could have students from any major that would come in. Are you finding though that they were, that there are more students like you who, who didn't know they had a passion for this sort of thing until they got here and had some sort of a, a singular experience or are they wired like this before they ever come here? You know, it's hard to say. Um, when I first started, the, the sustainability knowledge of like our incoming students, it wasn't as strong as it is now. And I think there's a lot of reasons for that. I think that I think students nowadays, they have information more at the at the ready, at their fingertips. There's more conversations happening on social media. Yeah. So I, I feel like they are very tuned in. Um, but yeah, I think people come in just with lots of, you know, different kind of backgrounds and, and, and reasons for why they care. But they care. And I, a lot of times it's because they're seeing it every day. They've lived through a lot of really major climate events already in their young lives. And they're very aware of it and they're thinking about the future. And the reality is it is scary, you know, and you do want to be around people that are aware of it and care about it. And how can we work together? Because at the end of the day, like together we can save ourselves. That's really what it takes. Like I can make a difference myself, but it's only so much. Like we have to work together and it can't just be like that one person. It doesn't matter, you know, what your beliefs are. Like sustainability is for everyone. And we get really kind of like divided sometimes, but like we need to think more about like our commonalities. We share all of these resources. We share this planet. Like there's space for all of us. There's resources for all of us to have great lives, but we think too much in competition. Right. Okay, so with about a minute or so left, give us another plug for Campus Sustainability Month and where we can learn more about you. Yeah, Campus Sustainability Month happening all October. Great way to get information and prizes. Um, you can go to TexAg slash um, backslash sustain to learn all about Campus Sustainability Month. And if you are a student that would like to get involved, there, we do have an internship program for undergraduates and the applications are going to open on October 9th. And you can learn all the information you want on our Instagram at Sustainable Tamu. Where else are you on social? We're also on Facebook. Um, we do use other platforms, but mainly Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn are our main ones. But you will see most of our content on Instagram and Facebook. You guys do a great job. I'm telling you, these are great social accounts to follow. Some things you follow uh, aren't as entertaining. These really are. You guys do a great job. Ben Kalshir, thank you so much for the talk. I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much, Jay. Brazos Matters is a production of Aggieland's Public Radio, 90.9 KAMU-FM. We're a member of Texas A&M University's Division of Marketing and Communications. Our show was engineered today and edited by Program Director Matt Dittman. 
You can learn more about us at kamu.tamu.edu slash radio. If you make your way to the Brazos Matters section, you can listen to all of our show archives. Again, kamu.tamu.edu slash radio and visit Brazos Matters. I'm Jay Sokol. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.